reading in a, in a moment. Uh, I'd like you to do something quite different this morning. Uh, do you ever watch a question of sport, any of you? Hands up if you watch a question of sport. Sometimes on question of sport, they, have, um, they, they show a video clip perhaps of a football match. Uh, and then Sue Barker asks the team particular questions. You know, who was wearing the number 11 shirt? Um, uh, who scored the last goal? Which football stadium were they playing in? What I'd like you to do this morning is to listen so carefully to the reading that we're going to have, because I'm going to ask you some questions about it afterwards. <laughs> I'm going to do a Sue Barker on you. Okay? So, come on, folks. You come, we have a dramatised version of John chapter 20. Jesus appears to his disciples. It was late that Sunday evening, and the disciples were gathered together behind locked doors, because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities. Then Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After saying this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy at seeing the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive people's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. Thomas said to them, Unless I see the scars of the nails in his hands, and put my finger on those scars, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were together, again indoors, and Thomas was with them. Doors were locked, but Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, look at my hands, then stretch out your hand and put it by my side. Stop your doubting and believe, my Lord and my God. Do you believe me because you see? How happy are those who believe me without seeing? This is the word of the Lord. Thank you for reading that. Then shall we pray? Oh Lord Jesus, may your light just shine through now into our lives. May your love overcome any fears or doubts that we may have. And may your truth and hope root themselves deeply into our hearts and minds. Oh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there were two main events, weren't there, in what we just heard read to us. Uh, come on, first question. When did the first event take place? Sunday. Sunday. The Sunday evening. Well done. First brownie point, all right? Uh, Sunday evening. Which Sunday evening was it? Everybody gone blank. It... It was the Sunday evening of Resurrection Sunday. It was the very first Sunday evening. Um, who, who was there? The disciples were there. Okay, the disciples were How many of them were there? Ten. Who said ten? Well done. Who's missing then? Judas and Thomas. 
Judas and Thomas were missing. Yes, well done. That's, we didn't have all that, but you've done some extra reading, I think, and you know all about it. Well done. Yes, they were there. Um, there was something special about the room. Do you know which room they were in? It's believed it was the room where they'd had the Last Supper on Maundy Thursday. I'm not terribly sure about that, but that's believed where it was. And, okay, so they, they were there. But there was something special about the room. Yes? The doors were locked. Why were the doors locked? Yes? They were fearful about the Jews, weren't they? Uh, they were frightened. They thought that the next thing that was going to happen, they were going to be arrested and they were going to be hung up on a cross, you know? And they were terrified. They, they didn't want any of that. So they, they had locked doors. And uh, so that's where we were. Suddenly somebody arrived. Who arrived? Jesus. Jesus arrived. Yes, well done. Jesus arrived. He came in. Uh, he came through the locked door. That's something very special, isn't it, if you stop and think about it. And while he was there, he actually, we got the words, Jesus came. Did you pick that up? Just, just those two words. Do you know, in the original, it says Jesus came. In the NIV, it says Jesus came. And again, this morning, in our words, we had Jesus came. And those are two words which express the glorious truth of grace. Have you ever stopped to think about it? Jesus came. You see, this is love on the move, isn't it? This is grace on the move. This is love coming towards us. Jesus came. What did he say to them? Peace be with you. Four words, yes. Peace be with you. Very special. Very special. Because that's exactly what they needed, wasn't it? You see, their hearts and minds, they were terrified. They were fearful about the future. Their hearts were pounding with fear. And he said to them, shalom, that original word, shalom, which means well-being in its fullest sense. Well-being. And that is the main ingredient of God's grace. Well-being, that we would be at our very best with him, with his peace, with, his, with all of him. That's what he's offering them. Shalom. Yes. And then what's the next thing that he does? He shows them. What does he show them? He shows them his hands and his side. And what is their result? What is their outcome? How do they react to that? Very important words. They were filled with? Say that word a bit louder. Filled with? Joy. Yes. Don't sound very confident about that. They were filled with joy. Do you know that joy is the basic and ought to be the basic mood of all who are members of the community of the resurrection? We're members of the community of the resurrection. And that ought to be our basic mood. It was the basic mood of the early church. It was, it's the basic mood of Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. It ought to be the basic mood of the church here in St. Juan. Joy. 
We ought to be joyful as to who we are in Jesus and all that he's done for us. But somebody missed out on all of this. Richard's already reminded us. Who missed out on all of this? Thomas did. Thomas missed. Is there a bit of a reminder there? Thomas missed out of all of this because he wasn't with the others. And do you know, we miss out on so much when we're not gathered together Sunday by Sunday. The rest of those disciples were richly blessed by being together when Jesus came. Thomas missed out because he wasn't there. And we miss out on so much when we don't gather together to worship the Lord. In fact, he found it impossible, Thomas found it impossible to believe that Jesus was alive. Those other disciples now knew and they told Thomas that Jesus was alive, but he questioned them. In fact, he doubted what they were saying. And so let's jump a little bit to the second event. When was the second event? A week later. Thank you very much. Yes, a whole week later. So poor old Thomas had had a rough ride for a week. The other disciples were getting on with life, but he was left out in the cold. But on this week later, who's there then? He was with them, yes. The disciples were there with Thomas. You see, for him... I don't know, second-hand accounts of other people's experiences just wasn't good enough. He wanted to be sure for himself that Jesus was alive. You see, doubt has to be confronted. Doubt has to be faced head-on. And that's exactly what Thomas did. What did he say? He said, unless I see, I will not believe. Unless I see the nail marks, the hands, the side, I will not believe. He faced his doubts head on. He wanted the evidence that only Jesus could provide. And Jesus met him, as it were, face to face with all the proof that he needed. And the outcome of that was doubt was instantly conquered. And Thomas moves on to that sublime confession when he says ah my lord and my god my lord and my god and as a result of that he was able to move on into his all his tomorrows with total confidence and i want to say to you this morning may what thomas experienced there be an encouragement to any of us who have any doubts, any unanswered questions. Because Jesus doesn't dismiss our doubts. He doesn't dismiss any of our agony of faith. He comes and he meets us just where we are with the help that we need. What he did for Thomas, he'll always do for us. Let me go back to the first Sunday evening. You know, Jesus didn't come to those disciples simply to prove to them that he was alive and that he'd risen from the dead. He also came to 
as it were, instruct them and to teach them about other things for the future. There was that, what's that phrase that he used? He said, just as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Just as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And you know, I am sending you is a great go out into the world phrase, isn't it? It's a phrase that doesn't say, stay in your holy huddles, stay in your little group at Socks, or stay in your little group at Grid, or stay in your little house group. It says, get out there. I'm sending you. And that commission, in fact, has echoed down the ages for two thousand years and it's a commission that is sent to all who follow Jesus for all who like Thomas acknowledge him and say "Ah, my Lord and my God for each one of us who believe and trust in Jesus the commission is ours and it's a commission to be out in the world reflecting the light and the love of Jesus And because of who we are in Jesus, and I must add this very quickly, may our faces reflect the joy of the Lord. Oh, dear me. Somebody once said, our faces should mirror our souls. Our faces should mirror our souls. My soul is joyful because of who I am in Jesus and all he's done for me. And my face should reflect that. And we need to remember that the outside world doesn't only take notice of what we say, of what we do, but they also read our faces in the way they read a book. We're going to look at this a little bit more when we come to our prayer time. Because if Jesus is saying to you and me, I'm sending you out into the world to reflect my love and joy to those around us, What are we going to do about it? And we're going to think about that in our prayer time later. Let's pray now. Oh Jesus, if you've nudged us or challenged us in any way this morning, may we respond obediently and joyfully in service to you, our living, resurrected Lord and Saviour. Amen.